This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Coming up on 5 Minute News. No evidence for Trump claim Iran planned attacks on four U.S. embassies. Iranians protest over plane shootdown for second day. And volcano erupts near Manila, villagers flee, airports shut. It's Monday, January 13. I'm Anthony Davis. U.S. Defense Secretary Mark Esper explicitly said yesterday he had seen no hard evidence that four American embassies had been under possible threat when President Donald Trump authorized the targeting of Iran's top commander, raising questions about the scale of the threat described by Trump last week. Trump himself is under great pressure as he faces an expected impeachment trial in the Senate. Many in Congress are also upset over his handling of Iran, complaining that the administration did not consult them in advance of the January 3rd strike that killed Iran's most powerful general, nor adequately brief members afterward. Trump complicated the debate by asserting that he had to strike quickly because intelligence showed Iran could have attacked four American embassies. Esper, when asked whether there was a specific piece of evidence, replied, I don't see one with regard to four embassies. But the shootdown of a Ukrainian plane on the night of the Soleimani strike, killing all 176 people on board, opened a new avenue of pressure for the Trump administration. The leader of the Lebanese militant group Hezbollah, which is closely aligned with Iran, said on Sunday that Iran's missile attacks on two bases in Iraq housing US forces last week were only the start of the retaliation. Trump's decision to pull the United States out of an international nuclear deal with Iran in 2018 is cited by his critics as the trigger for escalating tensions that led to the killing of Soleimani. Esper said Iran's paramilitary Quds force still presents a threat across the Middle East, but the specific attacks he said were being planned by Soleimani have now been disrupted. Iranian demonstrators defied a heavy police presence on Sunday night to protest their country's days of denials that it shot down a Ukrainian passenger plane carrying 176 people, the latest unrest to royal the capital amid soaring tensions with the United States. In an emotional speech before Parliament, the head of the Revolutionary Guard apologised for the shootdown and insisted it was a tragic mistake. I swear to Almighty God that I wished I was on that plane and had crashed with them and burned, but had not witnessed this tragic incident, said General Hossein Salami. I have never been this embarrassed in my entire life. Never.
Iran's state media, as well as semi-official news agencies and publications, did not immediately report on the demonstrations. However, international rights groups already have called on Iran to allow people to protest peacefully as allowed by the country's constitution. The plane crash early Wednesday killed everyone on board, mostly Iranians and Iranian-Canadians. After initially pointing to a technical failure and insisting the armed forces were not to blame, authorities on Saturday admitted accidentally shooting it down in the face of mounting evidence and accusations by Western leaders. Iran has also been accused of clearing the crash site too soon, although it has now conceded that international investigators should help with the inquiry. Donald Trump, in support of anti-government demonstrations in Iran, addressed the country's leaders in a tweet, saying, Do not kill your protesters. The world is watching. More importantly, the USA is watching. Some critics of the president feel that his public support of the protesters is to direct focus away from any personal responsibility for the missile that caused the plane crash, which was launched in retaliation for Trump's initial drone attack targeting General Soleimani. A small volcano near the Philippine capital that draws tourists for its picturesque setting in a lake erupted with a massive plume of ash and steam yesterday, prompting the evacuation of tens of thousands of people and forcing Manila's international airport to shut down. The Philippine Institute of Volcanology and Seismology said Tal Volcano in Batangas province south of Manila blasted steam, ash and pebbles up to nine miles into the sky in a dramatic escalation of its growing restiveness, which began last year. There were no immediate reports of injuries or damage, but authorities scrambled to evacuate more than 6,000 villagers from an island in the middle of a lake where the volcano lies, and tens of thousands more from nearby coastal towns. About 300,000 people were targeted to be moved safely in Batangas overnight and in the next few days. Fallen ash covered the runways at Manila's international airport. All departing and arriving international and domestic flights were suspended due to volcanic ash in the vicinity of the airport. Tal lies around 60 kilometers south of Manila. One of the world's smallest volcanoes, Tal is among two dozen active volcanoes in the Philippines, which lies along the so-called Pacific Ring of Fire a seismically active region, making it one of the world's most disaster-prone countries. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News with your preferred podcast app, ask your smart speaker, or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Visit us online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an independent production covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering unbiased, verified and truthful world news daily. A news story gets shared by a friend on social media or you catch a tweet that really makes your blood boil. But how do you separate fact from fiction? That's the premise behind Disinformation, a 10-part series from Evergreen Podcasts and Emergent Risk International coming this fall. Tune in to Disinformation wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, don't believe everything you read.